This episode is brought to you by Kelly Tischler Opals. To live it, love it, and find it. That is the Outback Opal Queen's way. Find Kel online at www.kellytischleropals.com. Welcome to All Things Small Biz, a podcast to help you take the leap and run your own business from someone who has done it themselves and wants to share what they learnt with you. Hello and welcome to the All Things Small Biz podcast. My name is Sarah Hales, your host, and today we'll be talking about money mindsets, how to really value what you do and what you are worth. Our amazing guest today is Claire Woods, but before we get to our chat with Claire, we'll bring in Brian, as we always do, for a little chat. How are you today, Brian? I'm brilliant, coming to you live from Noosa. Yes, how about that? How good. Extended holiday? We have had to extend our holiday. Do you have any wins of the week? Multiple. Let's have them. Look, we've got an extension holiday. Yeah, win. We went to Australia Zoo. Win, that was pretty fun. On the way to Australia Zoo. Oh, yeah. Obviously, I was in Steve Irwin mode and a tree fell over in front of us on the road. Uh Uh-huh, that did happen. Jumped out, possibly Steve Irwin's... Dad, possibly, don't know, wasn't Bob, I don't think. It was some old fella, got out, rips his shirt off, no shoes, comes over, tries moving the tree with me, couldn't do it. And then the Queensland Reds front rower gets out of his car and we just shove it. (laughs) I don't know if he actually was a footballer. He just looked like a footballer. He was thick set. So, yeah, that was a pretty good win. Save the day. We were taking Jack to Australia Zoo for his birthday, which he really enjoyed. Uh, It was pouring with rain. We got ourselves some ponchos and uh, we just powered on. I think it actually worked in our favour because it wasn't a particularly busy day. Most people were scared by the rain. So we had the place to ourselves and we had front row for all the animals, didn't we? Yeah, it was good. It was great. But uh, as for business wins of the week, we're all just a bit displaced at the moment. So I just... I don't know. Did I mention on the last episode that we've made it over 20 episodes? I think we did. We were 20 last episode. Well, I think it's a big achievement, so I just want to celebrate it again. <laughs> but yeah, just to explain where we are and what's happening, obviously anybody who's in Queensland, listening from Queensland, would know uh, South East Queensland is experiencing a pretty crazy weather event at the moment. So uh, we were in Noosa for our family holiday and uh, Wednesday it started raining. I think it was Tuesday it started raining. Tuesday night, yeah. And we were due to leave on Saturday. And as we're recording this on Monday, we still haven't left. And we don't think that we're going to be able to leave until Wednesday. But, you know, so much to be thankful for. We've got somewhere great to stay. There are many worse places that you could be stranded. Um, And our, you know, thoughts go out to everybody who is experiencing such a terrible time with this weather. So the Wednesday night, it rained that much that water started filling up our car park. And we were told to come down, move your car out onto the beach. Yes. So we did that. I was Uh, a little bit worried about moving the car onto the beach. That sounded like... Well, it was on the car park. At least it was on the road level, whereas the car park was underneath of the building. Yeah. And anyway, so we um, got the water 
in the in the car park. And when I went and moved the car, it was only probably about two or three inches. And then we went back up and then went to bed and slept a bit more and went back down. And at six o'clock in the morning, she's knee deep. Absolutely. The whole entire office <sighs> of our unit block was washed away, uh, no power. It was just madness. Yeah. And then, Sarah, you then said, oh, don't worry. Brian is a mechanic. He can help you here. <laughs> I'm, I'm just not, dropped you, I'm dropped not you, a plumber. I'm not a plumber. <laughs> I've just dropped but you straight in. Anyway, it. we've gone over, we've gone down, we've fixed fixed their pumping situation. We've got their pumps working a bit better. Their pumps were pumping, but they were cavitating a lot. They didn't have it over a good amount of water. Um, and it was sort of sucking up to the concrete and not letting it suck. So then I put it over a drain and let it suck up that way. And then then we had a good flow of water coming out. Yes, we did. But it did take all day for it to come out. Oh, my God. It took, like, literally the whole day to get the water pumped out of the car park and then overnight it would just fill up again. So that happened Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday, and Saturday night. Yeah, and then Saturday we were supposed to be out heading home. We yep. couldn't get anywhere. So then we, um, we organised some other accommodation for one night because we couldn't stay where we were staying because other people had already had, booked into the and unit. had made it down to where they to, they could actually move into their apartment, so we had to bush it out of there, head over to Sunshine Beach into this uh, rip snorter of a location. Look, it was comfortable for a night, and now we're back. You're back we in our unit, so yeah. all is good. So um, we better get on to the topic for today, Brian. So our guest for today is Claire Woods, and she's a money mindset coach. Yeah. How is money mindset different to having a positive mindset? Mm. Or are they both linked? Well, but they could potentially be linked. Mm-hmm. But now I'm not a money mindset coach. Mm-hmm. We'll leave all of that up to Claire. But I have read a few books and watched a few things, and my understanding is that Money mindset is more along the lines of your underlying stories that you might tell yourself about money. You may not actually be aware of it, but somewhere in your subconscious, you might be thinking something like, you know, no one in my family has a lot of money, therefore I couldn't go on to make a lot of money. Or you might have a, it's not disruptive. What's the word that I'm looking for? Not disruptive, but a I'm unsure of the word you're looking for. <laughs> negative, a negative word or a negative phrase that you might be telling yourself like, nobody makes money in a online clothing store business. That mm-hmm. might be a story that yeah. you're telling yourself. So the whole idea of a money mindset is to catch yourself up on those negative stories that you might be telling yourself um, and unravel them to understand whether or not they're actually true Mm -hmm. or whether it's just a story that you're telling yourself and you can change your view on that. No one in my family is a millionaire, therefore I could never be a millionaire. Like, is that true or is that just a story you're telling yourself? Because when you look at people who may have become millionaires, oftentimes they don't come from a family of millionaires. No, so most of the people that I can relate to money mindset, most of those people, yeah. other people like Grant Cardone, uh, Bradley, where they came from really negative sort of families and just pushed themselves up through it. Yeah. So money mindset, we do something in our house yeah. to 
to help us with the money mindset. Can you explain what we do? Yeah. So I pick up little things from, you know, books that I might read or people that I might talk to. And I don't really even remember where it was that I picked it up from, Brian. I think it was a book that was called You Were Born Rich. I don't know who wrote it. But essentially, yeah, it talked about if you you pick a number, like I want to uh, earn $100,000 in my business, Mm -hmm. then- you're almost capping yourself at the energy that you're putting out there. You're almost capping yourself at 100,000. And the chances of you actually reaching that 100,000 or exceeding that 100,000 are very limited. So you should pick a number that you want to come into your life, yearly, monthly, whatever it might be, that would give you everything in your wildest dreams and have that number somewhere in your home, on a whiteboard, somewhere Mm -hmm. that you look at it every single day. But I think essentially the thinking behind it is to not think small, to not say $100,000 because you think that that's what might actually be achievable. So I got a whiteboard marker out and on the whiteboard that is on our fridge in the center of our house that everyone can see, I wrote $25 million. And it has been there for a long time. I haven't yet achieved $25 million, but $25 million in the middle of our kitchen. And it is something that we aspire to, to achieve all of our wildest dreams. And that's not just a $25 million one lump sum. That's a, you know, get to a reoccurring income of that. Whether or not it's actually achievable, I don't know. But from the dream board perspective type of thing, rather than... um, thinking small or realistic and missing Mm. to aim for what would bring you your wildest dreams. Yeah. So I just had a a little thought while you were going there because your number is 47. Yeah. So why isn't it not 47 million? Good point. I might change it. Good. Because my number is actually 63. Oh, so you want to change it to 63 million now. Now, my number is 63. And if I was- on track with this money mindset, I would have won Powerball last Thursday. Oh, okay. Because it was $63 million. Right. See? I'm See not how it sure. works, people? I'm not sure that you are on board with the money mindset, Brian. Okay, some other money... Oh, well, I'm trying. Some other money mindset things. I heard this from someone, and I believe it was your brother. Mm-hmm. And he said, if you hang out with six deadbeats, you'll become the seventh. Mm-hmm. But if you hang out with six millionaires, you'll become the seventh. Yeah. Yeah. That was actually on something that I read today. I Again, I can't remember, and it wasn't six, it was five, but it said that you are the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. Yeah. So you need to be really, really careful with who you're spending your time with. And I guess that probably ties back in nicely to the money mindset in the sense that if you are constantly thinking or constantly telling yourself, you know, I can't do this. Oh, I haven't achieved my goal. Um, You know, I'm not going to be able to become a millionaire because my parents weren't millionaires or I can't start this business because nobody ever makes money out of these businesses. If that negative self-talk is Mm -hmm. what you're telling yourself in your brain, like if you're hanging out with six negative Nancys, then you're not going to achieve it. 
if you're telling yourself, I can do it, there are people in the world who have built amazing businesses from their garages. There are people who have started businesses with 50 bucks. You know, I can do it. People in my family might not have been able to do it, but they're not me. I will be able to achieve that. If your self-talk is positive and if you can change those money stories, then you will get there. Yeah, 100%. So, yeah, that links back in nicely to the episode episode 20, I think it was, when we were talking to Kamal mm-hmm. and the story that he was telling us about uh, the gold medalist. Do you remember that story? So, he was watching- Oh, um, uh, yeah. Yeah, he was watching an interview with an Olympian and he had a bit of a light bulb moment where that particular, they were congratulating him, he was a swimmer, on winning the gold medal and asking him what he was going to do to celebrate. And he quickly said, you know, yes, um, great achievement for our team. We'll definitely have a, you know, a bit of a celebration, maybe a beer tonight, but we've got worlds coming up in a few weeks. So we'll be focused on that. And then he started telling us about how, Oftentimes with goal setting, if somebody says that they want to make it to the Olympic Games Mm -hmm. as their goal, they might not make it to the Olympic Games, but they might make it to the Commonwealth Games. If somebody says they want to stand on the podium at the Olympic Games, they will oftentimes make it into the Olympic Games. They might even make it into the final, but they won't get a medal. Mm -hmm. If somebody says that they want to achieve the gold medal, then they might get a silver or a bronze, but probably not the goal. When somebody like Usain Bolt says, I want to be the best sprinter the world has ever seen, gold medals are just a step on that journey. Mm -hmm. So it's similar in the sense that if you say I want to earn $100,000 in my business, you're sort of capping yourself and you might get to 90. Uh, and you might not ever make it to that 100. But if you set yourself a goal about who you want to be, what you want your business to be, how you want to feel when you achieve that, Mm -hmm. your chances of hitting those goals are actually higher. Yeah. So one for me, having a positive mindset and having a money mindset is Mm -hmm. good. I struggle. How do you help someone achieve that? Well, I think the first thing that you need to do is to think seriously about what are the stories that you're telling yourself. And we all have them. It's like, you know, layers of an onion. When you get your first million dollars or whatever it might be, when you have your first $10,000 month, when you have your first $100,000 year, when you actually achieve the next goal, a new story will come up. So this is something that you need to work on continuously. Mm -hmm. But I think you really need to focus on what those stories are that you're telling yourself and work out whether or not it's true or whether or not it's just a story you're telling yourself and then rewrite that story. Mm -hmm. Tell it to yourself in a positive light. Um, Claire will give us more tips on this in our chat with Claire. But also, you know, look at reading some books or following some people online who can give you some really useful tips on how you can um, improve your money mindset. Yeah. And I think one thing that I've taken away from listening to other people, uh, also listening to yourself, Sarah, (laughs) was that there's a lot of people out there that like to pull that person down, the person who's doing a great thing. 
Like there's people that that uh, you and I both know that are have worked really hard and got to a point in their lives where they are making some big calls and and making things happen. And there's people out there going, oh, that person, this, that person, that. Mm. I think if you want to be that person, you're not the one dragging him down. You're the one supporting him, helping him up, saying, yeah, good on you. Oh, um, absolutely. So it's, it's not just a, about a personal thing. It's about everyone around you. So that if you if you want to keep hanging around those people that are saying, oh, he's, he's – uh, well, I could probably say it, but I won't. Uh, but it, it means to be given everything, right? Mm-hmm. To be lucky, golden handshake, that sort of thing. All right. So to receive a golden handshake, a lot of people say, "Oh, that person's lucky. He got a hand. He got that money given to him. He, that's the reason why he can do that." No, he had a positive mindset that he wanted to do something with that money. He knew what he wanted to do, knew where he wanted to be, and he's achieving it. And he's got people there that are helping him achieve it, not people there going, oh, mate, you're just lucky you got that and it's going to be dragged out from underneath you. I think that what you're trying to say is that you also need to have a look at the stories that you're telling yourself about other people. Yeah. So if you see somebody else has been given something or someone else has better than you or you're in competition with someone else, then those are stories that you need to unravel as well Yeah. because we are all individual. No one else can do what we're doing because they are not us Mm -hmm. and we have just as much chance of making it as they do. If we're focused on what they're doing, then we're not focused enough on what we are doing. True. Okay, now it's time for your chat with Claire. This episode is brought to you by Kelly Tischler Opals. To live it, love it and find it. That is the Outback Opal Queen's way. Find Kel online at www.kellytischleropals.com. So I know that I briefly introduced Claire at the top of the podcast, but I wanted to tell you a little bit more about her. Claire is a mother, a wife, a business coach, a numbers nerd, an ex-accountant, a podcaster, a drinker of wine, which I like because I also like a wine, a manifester, a traveler, a mentor, a blogger, and a lover of reality TV. But Claire is also a money mentor. So Claire, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. And maybe could we start with getting you to explain to the listeners where you're based? Yeah, well, I've actually just moved to the Gold Coast in Queensland. It's something I've been wanting to do for many years, and we can chat about that a little bit later, but living um, right near the beach, which is just wonderful. Oh, that's beautiful. I'm a lover of the Sunshine Coast and I'd not really spent much time at the Gold Coast until probably uh, the last 12 months I had reason to be on the Gold Coast and I just fell in love with it. It's fantastic. It's, it's, um, I love it. It is, it's quite different to this because the Sunshine Coast is a lot more laid back and I find the Gold yeah. Coast is a little bit more vibey. So it depends on what you're into, but I love both the coasts. Yeah. Well, I, I think that's what I mean is that I always was, you know, I always thought you had to be one or the other and I was, you know, very, you know, Noosa sort of centric, but since having to go to the Gold Coast a couple of times in the last 12 months, I was like, oh, God, I should have been coming here more often as well. <laughs> I can easily love both. Oh, I love that. Uh-huh. Claire, will we start at the start? University, accounting, did you then 
uh, go on to work as an accountant for a while? I did. It's a bit of a strange choice, really, choosing accounting as a career, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but my dad's an accountant and, you know, I always loved maths. I was a bit of a maths gun. I competed in the Maths Olympiad, which is an inter school maths competition. So I went into accounting and um, when I graduated, I became an accountant and I worked for um, many years as an accountant before I actually stepped into my own business. So yeah, it was really great um, in hindsight to have that experience prior to stepping into the business world. Yes, I have to agree with you. I'm a bit of a uh, I'm a bit of a numbers person, a bit of a maths person, but um I remember telling my father that maybe I might like to do accounting and he said, you do not have the right personality to become an accountant. So, I became an engineer. <laughs> what kind of personality does an accountant need? Maybe he's saying because you you've got a great personality. <laughs> I think he was saying I've got too much of a personality. But oh, with that funny. being said, my best friend's an accountant um, by training, but she also left. So, no, I think my dad might have been speaking about someone in particular and comparing me because I don't find all accountants to be of that personality. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> so what made you think, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna step out and I'm going to start my own business? Well Sarah, the truth is I'd always known that I was meant to be an entrepreneur. I had always mm-hmm. been obsessed. I remember I would meet anyone who was a, a business owner and I would sit there fascinated. I'd ask them so many questions. But the truth is I never really had the courage to take the leap. And Mm. I always had so many excuses and stories. You know, when I was single, I was like, I've got no one to support me if it doesn't work out. And the time I finally took the leap was I strongly encouraged my husband to start his own business, which he did while I was seven months pregnant. And um, I was then sort of the the main breadwinner while I I finished off my pregnancy. And And then when I had my little baby, I was helping my hubby with his business. And he said, you are excellent at this. He said, people would pay you for this. And that's when I decided to take the leap. I actually got made redundant from my corporate role when I was on maternity leave, as um, one in four women do in Australia. And Mm. I took the leap. And I I, honestly, I've never looked back. It's just been the, the best thing. Oh, that's amazing. And that's not dissimilar from my own story. You know, I was working in a very high up position in mining and had been for years and years and years. And I I think I tell myself that I was too busy. I was working too many hours, but realistically there was this little, you know, voice, you know, somewhere in my head that was saying, you don't know what you're doing. You don't know how to start a website. You don't, what, well, what happens if it fails? So there was years and years that went past and it wasn't until I was sitting there looking at my little baby in his Moses basket thinking, righto, today's the day. I'm going to start this thing. Good on you. I love that you took that leap. And um, you and I need to chat about this off air because I actually used to work in mining as well. So we might need to swap notes at a later stage. Swap notes. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. So money mentor, obviously being an accountant, um, you were talking to people about money, but at what point did you, was it your husband's encouragement that made you move into the space of mentoring people about their money? Yeah. So, I originally started out, you know, as many business owners do, not really knowing what I was doing. I just was calling myself a business coach. I was helping anyone, anywhere with anything to do with business. And Mm -hmm. 
as my time in in business went on, I became clearer and clearer about who the people that I could best help were. And so I really niched down and I realized the thing that I really loved helping people with was helping people make more money. And mm. so that looks like sort of a twofold in one part, like helping them with the practical side of their money, with the money management, but also helping them to actually be empowered to step out and make a lot more money. So that's sort of how I came up with the term money mentor is that I really said, who do I love to help? And what is the thing that I am best at helping people to do? So helping people make money is my superpower. <laughs> Oh, that's so amazing. I was going to say to you, like, what service do you provide? But you've pretty much covered off on that for me. (laughs) (laughs) So, there is a number of ways that I do that. Uh, You know, I do have some private coaching clients, a small number, but I do have then courses and a mastermind container, which is how I do help people with their monies inside these different programs that I've created over the years. Yeah, definitely. And what what are some of the more common you know, blocks that you might come across? Yeah. So everyone has stories about money and everyone Mm -hmm. has stories that I support them to unravel. And some examples of stories might be, you can't make money in my industry. No one makes any money in my industry. They might be, I'm a mom and, you know, I really want to be a great mom. So I you know, my business isn't important to me because I want to be a great mum. And so their story is I can't be a great mum and be a great business owner. Or maybe they've got stories about really rich people. And I know a lot of my content really triggers people because I talk about wealth. I talk about um, becoming rich. And I know that when I was growing up, you know, I came from a, that's a lower to middle class family. And um, my you know, my dad used to speak very negatively about wealthy people. He's like, you know, rich people are, you know, the elite and the rich and they're so greedy. And so these were all stories that I had about money. And when we start to identify what these stories are, that is how we can then shift our stories about money and say, well, actually, I'd like to make a lot of money myself. And then are empowering people of how they can make more as well in their business. Yeah, that's so true, isn't it? Because, you know, one thing that I know when I was little, my family was not uh, overly rich or anything along those lines, but um, we're very comfortable and lived on, you know, a large cattle station. And we went to school at a primary school that was uh, like probably, you know, some lower income families and, you know, all of those sorts of things. And oftentimes when we were kids, I can remember kids saying to us, you know, oh, that's easy for you because you're rich or, um, you know, things like that, like not necessarily teasing, but all of those sorts of things would come through. And I know that I've had to work through that as an adult because it's almost like I wanted to hide if I was doing well at something, does that make sense? Oh, a hundred percent. And actually, you know, I, I've, wor- I've worked with a few clients who've had various, you know, th- they're still stories, but they might've come from a wealthy upbringing. Another one of my clients, she's come from quite a, um, a well-to-do family. And she said that she, you know, had a lot of blocks that she never had to work for money. You know, money just got given to her and, um, and to your point, like she got, you know, quite teased about making a lot of money. And so subconsciously she was blocking her own growth because she knows that, you know, that people 
do say things and it, you know, and it can upset you. And it's really interesting. There's something that my mentor said to me, actually, she said, people won't be triggered if it's not something they desire. So, you know, I know for me, like when I see people talking about a lot of money, the reason I used to get so triggered is because deep down I wanted to have a lot of money (laughs) because I wanted to live in a nice house and have a nice car and travel myself. So if you do get triggered, it's interesting to note and think, well, if I didn't desire something, it wouldn't trigger me. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, that does make sense. What's a little tip or a little trick that you might give to somebody who had a block that they needed to be working through? Well, the the framework that I sort of tell people is the first step is that you have to recognize that you've got a story there. Because if you think something is a truth, which often we do, so we might think it's a truth that, you know, women in business can never make a lot of money. And Mm -hmm. because we believe that to be a truth, we look for evidence of that. So I look, you know, I might look at my immediate circle and say, see, they all run businesses and none of them are making money. Um, Whatever you believe to be a truth, you start to look for evidence that that's a truth. And then when Mm -hmm. you start to think, well, hang on, maybe that's not true. Maybe there are women who are making a lot of money. Then that's the story that you start to believe and ingrain and what you start to bring into your reality. So the first step is really to work out what your stories are when it comes to money. What do I believe when it comes to money? What do I believe? And then once you identify, wow, okay, those are my stories, then you can start to reprogram them. And when you start to rewrite your stories, well, my new story is I'm going to be a wealthy person and I am going to build a wildly successful thriving business then that is when you can start to attract different outcomes in your life. Yeah, definitely. And what you put your focus on too is what comes into your field because if you're telling yourself that negative story like I I can't make money because I'm a mum and, you know, I can't have both, yeah. if you can just turn that around and flip that around and put it into a positive frame, I can build a wildly successful business whilst being present for my family and you start to focus on the positive version of that story, you know, that's when you can really start to make some headway. Would you agree with that? Oh, you've hit the nail on the head, Sarah. It's so true. And it kind of becomes a bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy really because Mm. if that becomes your story and you say, well, I can do that, then that's what you start to bring into reality. There's actually science behind this, the mindset work as well, which is that, you know, literally our brain starts to focus on things and whatever it's focusing on is what you're seeing. So, you know, when you buy a certain kind of car and then you see that car everywhere, right? But if you're not aware of it, your brain is literally filtering out that other information because your brain can't possibly process and remember everything that you see and experience in a day. So, there's actually science behind the, the the money stories that we have and how we can rewrite them and look for evidence of new stories. Yeah, definitely. And would you have somebody like write down their new story and repeat it to themselves or, you know, how would you get them to bring that front of mind? Yeah, absolutely. So that's the process that we do when, you know, someone tells me something and they usually state it like a fact, like, I can't find any great team members. There is no one available in the market right now. 
And then I, I will challenge them and I'll say, is that a truth or is that a story is always the first thing that I ask. And then I go, oh, it's a story. And then I say, well, how could we rewrite that story? What would that story look like? And so when they reframe any story, they can say, well, there are great people out there. I just haven't found them yet. Or there yeah. are heaps of fantastic staff members and I know that I will find the right team member when I keep on looking. It's just completely reframing that situation. So you've hit the nail on the head, Sarah, with the process. It's just like, what's the story? And then how can I rewrite it in a more positive way? I'm taking notes because whilst I I think that I've, um, you know, read some of these things that I've talked to people about these methods. I wouldn't say that I have it de- like a hundred percent. I think I can definitely work on things in this space as well. Well, this work, the money mindset work is actually ongoing. And I think that people think that because I'm a money mentor that maybe I don't have stories, but I'm actually finding that at every new level, new stories pop up for me. So, you know, uh, when you start to get to a point where you feel comfortable and then you're wanting things from a place of, you know, of luxury and abundance and overflow, I've got stories at the moment that I'm trying to unravel around, you know, oh, I don't, you know, nice clothes make me a snob. I'm not interested in material things. And I'm like, whoa, why is that triggering me? Why do I get triggered when someone's got a Louis Vuitton handbag? On some deep down level, I obviously want to have nice things in my life as well. So at every new level, there's new stories to unpick. There's new, you know, it's not like that your money stories go away. Everyone has money blocks. Everyone has money stories and they just change as you step into a a new level. I mean, I imagine the things that billionaires are thinking about money is, you know, am I giving enough? Is there more that I should be doing? When is enough enough? And, Mm. you know, at every new level, it's it's unpicking and recognizing and identifying what, you know, what you want the next level to look like and how you can continue to challenge your relationship with money. Yeah, that's so true. And I really hope that they are thinking that. (laughs) You know, people have stories about I'm not wealthy, but the truth is, you know, in the Western world, most of us have far more money than the majority of people on this planet do. We have access to, you know, healthcare and running water and food and roofs over our head, mobile phones and things that people in a lot of parts of the world just dream about. So it's really interesting how we do even have stories or judgments around the next level of wealth. And, you know, you hit the nail on the head, Sarah, when I think about billionaires, I I have a bunch of stories and judgments and things that come up there. But isn't it interesting that there are probably people who have the same thoughts or perceptions about where we're at right now? Oh, absolutely. When I was working in mining, I went to Africa to work in a wash plant for a period of time. And I feel like that experience was life-changing for me. Um, just seeing how so many people live and, you know, I guess just realising, like really, really realising, like I've always, you know, been told and grown up in a family where we're appreciative and grateful for what we have, but really being there and seeing it was life-changing for me. Oh, absolutely. It's, you know, we are so blessed and I've been very grateful that I've I've traveled a, a lot I've been to I think 60 countries when I last counted oh my gosh and um when you do see how other people live you 
just it just makes you appreciate our lives so much more yeah absolutely I was feeling guilty when I was doing the introduction because I said I was a wine lover as well but I actually have quite a few of those things in common with you mum wife business coach numbers nerd podcaster they're all traveler <laughs> we're twinning all things. yeah we're twinning and we both love the beach as well <laughs> love the beach love the beach yeah. <laughs> so Claire I was looking at um your Instagram page and I saw something on there about um teaching our kids about money you had a sort of um like a different opinion Do you yeah. want to take us through that so I believe that we have a responsibility as parents Mm -hmm. to be mindful about how we talk about money because a lot of our stories come from our childhood. Sarah, you've identified yours. I've shared some of my stories. And the, the messages that we hear are what get programmed into our mind. So with our kids, we are very conscious and cautious of how we speak about money because you know, there's definitely been times where we have not had a lot of money and it's very easy to say we have no money, mum and dad are broke. You know, you could, there's there's so many ways that we can say things. We can't afford that. And something that we are being really conscious of is how we do talk about money. And I heard my, my son say to my other son the other day, he goes, we're rich. And mm-hmm. I had a bit of a giggle to myself because by a lot of people's standards, we're not rich. <laughs> um, but then by a lot of other people's standards, well, we are rich. The reason it made me smile is nothing to do with our uh, our financial situation. It was their perception of our financial situation. Mm. And I love that. I love that they hear us talk about money in such a positive way that they think that we're rich. I love that, you know, we are allowing our kids to hear us. You know, one of the the sayings that my husband says is money grows and money flows in my bank account. And we hear our kids say it. And um, when, you know, I say to my kids, what do, what do I do for a job? And they go, you make money. They have no idea what I do, but they say that you make money. And I think all these little things add up and it's it's really wonderful for kids to see us talking about money in a positive way. I think it's really wonderful for kids to witness um, us growing our businesses and creating an amazing life and inspiring them to want to do the same. And so, yeah, I think that it's something really important to be mindful of with, with children. And, you know, even if you don't have kids and you're listening, you know, the people around you are listening and witnessing and hearing and you'll notice that if anyone has a partner that's a bit of a negative Nancy when it comes to money, they're like, oh, you're not going to make money off that business. That rubs off on you. Yeah. And when you're around people who are like, you go, babe, you know, you're going you're gonna to be a wild success. I know it. You're going to be so successful and wealthy one day. Then that rubs off on you. And this is why words are so powerful. And, you know, particularly with our kids, I think it's really important that we do speak about money in a positive way and empower them to create wealth and also to, I think, to understand the responsibility that comes with money and to learn about, you know, money and and billionaires and millionaires aren't bad people. And in fact, Money in the right hands can be incredibly powerful and have, you know, 
affects right across the planet if we invest it and use it in ways to help others. Mm, Yeah, so true. One thing that you just touched on there, and I can't remember where I saw it, but just this morning I was reading something about how, you know, you can think something, but when you think it and then say it, you then hear it as well. Mm. So it's reaffirming to your brain. So if you say something out loud that is negative, like I can't do that or, um, you know, I don't like that or I don't have enough, you also hear it and then your brain believes it to be true. Mm. Yes, I totally agree with that. Absolutely. Oh, I've just enjoyed this chat so, so much. I feel like I've got so much work to do in this space. So, Claire, if you could give our listeners just one tip, something that they um, could be doing in this space, what would that be? I would say just start learning more about money mindset. My journey started because I invested in a course. I did a course about money mindset and it's completely changed my life. If you don't have enough money to invest in a course, buy a book on money mindset. There's some the suggestions that I've got, Get Rich Lucky Bitch by Denise Duffield Thomas. It's a good one, yeah. Yeah, You're a Badass at Making Money by Jen Sincero. There's so many fabulous books on money mindset. I'm writing one at the moment, so oh, <laughs> keep your eyes open for that. Congratulations. Um, or immerse yourself in podcasts um, or, you know, just follow people who do speak about money in a really positive way. So, um, you know, I have a podcast that you can go and check out. Um, there's, there's lots of fabulous podcasts, but just invest and learn more about the power of this mindset work. And the more and more that you see the transformations that happen in people's lives when they start to think differently about money, the more you will be inspired and empowered to completely change your life. Because as soon as you stop thinking this is not possible for me and start thinking this is possible for me, then amazing things can start to happen. Massive changes and shifts can start to happen in your world. That's amazing. That's such good advice. So, Claire, if any of the listeners want to find you, where can they get in touch? Well, you could check out my podcast, which is called The Claire Wood Podcast, or come on over onto Instagram. I'm at Claire, C-L-A-R-E underscore Wood underscore coach. And yeah, drop me a DM, say hi, or you can check out my website, which is clairewood.com. Oh, amazing. I really hope that some of the listeners um, jump on board and follow along. And I've enjoyed this so much, Claire, and maybe we'll get you back on when you've released your book. Oh, I'd love that. Thank you, Sarah. (laughs) Thanks so much for having me. Uh, So today, with our wrap-up snap quiz, we're doing things a little bit differently. Like our last episode, Brian said he wanted to be asked the questions. So here we go. Brian, question number one. Where do you get your positive money mindset from? Where do I get my positive... Multiple different places. Mm -hmm. Um, Yourself. Thank you. I've listened to a few podcasts out there, the Grant Cardone's, the uh, 10X Me, you know, that sort of stuff. Is where Mm -hmm. I sort of get my money mindset from. Okay, cool. What would be your money mindset tips for the listeners? Okay, my tips. My tips for the listeners out there. 
Go big. Okay. Anything else? Go big or go home. No. <laughs> go big and understand where you want to be with that money and what you're going to do with it. Yeah, good. Do you think having a money, a positive money mindset or uh, working on your money mindset is important? I think it is important. I think it can help you outline your achievements that you want to make. Mm-hmm. It can build you into the person you want to be. Mm-hmm. And by being that way, you will then draw strong people to you. Nice, nice. You've been working on mindset a lot lately, haven't you? It's, yeah. it's your thing for 2022. It is my thing for 2022. There's a couple other things. big one is getting rid of Nexium out of my life. <laughs> Stop, that's it. <laughs> Do you think that having a positive money mindset will get you there? Not by itself. Right. But so what else do you think will get you there? Hard work, mm-hmm. advice, taking taking on advice from other people, whether it's good or bad, mm-hmm. um, because a lot of people out there made some bad decisions and they've learnt from them, so mm-hmm. uh, that they, they can help you take the shortcuts. And then also, you want to be hanging around people that will bring you up, not take you down. Nice, good. How did you like having the questions asked of you this week, Brian? Well, I think that it was... A lot better than previous weeks. There wasn't so much elaboration. Good. Uh, I've given you a, a point of reference now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how do you think your performance was? Good. Yeah. Uh, the, the sorry, I won't blow my own horn there. <laughs> the uh, listeners will. My listeners will let you know. Okay, cool. They often do let me know, yes. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Make sure you wish us luck with getting home. Uh, Next week, we'll be chatting with Vanessa Bell, uh, which is an exciting chat. Love to share that one with you guys. Um, Make sure you jump on to our Instagram page. And if you've got any feedback or you've got any questions for us, just send us a message and we'll get in touch. Peace out. Thanks for listening to All Things Small Biz. You can get more tips and find out about all the latest stuff we've got going on at the All Things Small Biz Instagram page. We'd love you to follow us. Or you can jump onto the website, www.allthingsmallbizpodcast.com. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you.